Edmonton, what is up? March 26th, finally, I am coming through to Edmonton. It hasn't been this crunk since Gretzky was on the ice. Edmonton, Canada, March 26th, me giving the keynote, Q&A with you, the state of the union of entrepreneurship, marketing, and business. Information below, I hope to see you there. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? In today's episode, Gary speaks at a keynote in El Paso, Texas from the beginning of this month. He talks about how you shouldn't fake it until you make it and how it's all about humility. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought and I hope you enjoy. The fact that gambling is so huge in our culture and the way sports cards are now, you can buy a $300 pack of cards and pull a $200,000 Zion, so no different than a slot machine. And then mainly on the back of my belief that the culture, the kids that were flipping sneakers, were gonna realize there's a lot more inventory and a lot more profit in sports cards. I got real heavy into it the last two years. And then he was like, yeah, actually recently I just bought, obviously, Kobe with everything that's been going on. He's like, showed me a Zion. And I was like, as I was walking here, I'm like, man, like this stuff is really interesting. I can really get a good sense of what's happening, I've got now over a decade of putting out content on the internet, saying shit that people don't believe at first that then happens, and, and I think about this and I'm like, it was fine in 96 when nobody was watching me for all the people in the liquor business to say it wasn't gonna happen. It was fine in 01 when I did email and Google search. It was fine in 2006 when I did YouTube because YouTube was a couple months old. It was even fine when I did Twitter and Facebook and then I started building some momentum. But at this point, what's become obvious to me is that the people that follow me who don't act on what I'm putting out are doing it from a shortcoming in the mental framework of how they see life, which is not me looking down on anyone, it's me trying to figure out how to say something in a different way maybe on a different platform, in a different format. How many people here have been following me for longer than, let's say, three years? Raise your hand. Thank you, so, so for the people that raise their hands, they have seen so many different things that I've done, whether it's texting. By the way, if you haven't texted me yet, please do. I love that shit. Um, texting, or Snap, or Vine, or podcast, or Ask Gary V show, or Daily V, or Weekly V, or email, or changing, like, like the, the sheer amount of, what's interesting to me is, it's so clear to me that I'm just searching how to say the same 15 to 45 things in as many different ways as possible with the hope that today, by the way, this keynote, this keynote, right, you've consumed four years of it, two years of it, hundreds of hours of it, and yet maybe it is just us being in the same place with, that's why I wanna do Q&A. There's nothing I'm about to say that you haven't heard from me. You know, I'm like fucking Aerosmith. Like, I'm gonna play the same fucking song, you know exactly what's coming. You know exactly, there's no fucking surprises tonight, El Paso. There's no surprises. It's very consistent. It is, are you bringing value to an audience that compels them to do something that you want? The reason nobody's growing, why am I not growing? Because every post you put out is selfish. 
Nobody gives a fuck that you bought a new fucking outfit. Like I was at the Super Bowl this weekend, like 8,000 people are like, Gary, I can't fucking grow, is Instagram broken? I'm like, no, you're broken. You're gonna post six pictures during this Super Bowl, one with a Hall of Famer, one with a rapper, one at a cool party, nobody gives a fuck. The reason so many people are consuming less is because you don't want the FOMO that you're not at the Super Bowl with Lil Yachty. Like, I don't understand how people don't get this. We live in a deeply selfish state of trying to flex in front of people, which brings that person absolutely no value. Every single post I put out, I'm like, why would somebody look at this? What is in it for you? Why would you like this? Why is this good for you? I'm gonna fly private home tonight. You're not gonna see that photo. You see none of those photos. People posting photos of them flying private does dick for you. What are you trying to tell me? That you can afford a nice outfit? Like what, what are you doing? So this is one big game of self-awareness, self-confidence, and insecurity. Where do you have those three things mapped? Do you even understand what you're good at? Because I'm 44 and being an entrepreneur sucked shit 20 years ago. Nobody wanted to be it. If you were it, you were a loser. The word barely exists. Now it's cool as fuck. Now you're a fucking great student, you're a great operator, you were destined to be a tremendous lawyer or COO, but no, you have to have the Uber of fucking towels. Like everybody's got their own ideas, like you're gonna start the next big brand, right? Like this is what happens, we go through cycles, so are you self-aware? Like do you actually understand what makes you happy and what are you good at? And then you just have to start asking yourself like, can you get out of the thing that almost everyone's stuck in, which is living their life based on somebody else's opinion? Whether that's the masses, because you, because listen, every one of us had some level of adversity in our childhood, which led to a chip on our shoulder. Whether you were given too much and you want to like make pretend you weren't put on third base, that's a chip. Or you were given so little that you fucking have to climb. Like everyone's coming from that place and it just becomes one humongous fucking game of high school and you're still 32 years old, 29 years old, 44 years old, 64 years old, acting like we're still fucking in high school, trying to be cool in front of the fucking popular kids makes no fucking sense and it needs to stop. As long as America and most of the rest of the world continues to put money on a pedestal, we will have deep unhappiness. As long as success is predicated on shit you buy, we're gonna fucking lose. We just have to get out of this. We have to get out of it because everyone's like, oh, so much more suicide. It's gotta be social media. It's not. It's the continuous consumerization and having self-worth wrapped up in products and, and opinions of other people. Instagram isn't leading to depression, you're depressed. Like this, like this cop-out that is the current conversation, like it's this fault, good news. If you're fucking sad and insecure, you can throw this out, I promise you, you're still gonna be sad as fuck and insecure as fuck. My friends, all, listen, I have made this perfectly clear to you. 
Make as much content as possible across those platforms and do it as often as you possibly can around something you know or like and good things will happen. My business advice maps very similar to health and get your body in shape advice. Let me, let me blow it up for all the fitness influencers and all the courses and ways to make money. Let me make it real simple. If you'd like to get into shape, it's crazy, eat well and exercise. Business advice is simple. Create a product that has some fucking value to somebody besides you. Work hard. Put out information that is interesting to consume so they become aware of that good product that you worked hard for. And miraculously, in 11 years, you might have a nice business. But no, 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 no. El Paso. We need to figure out what the next big thing is. We have to put all our money into the next cryptocurrency because we're gonna make a million dollars in a week. We need to jump on cannabis. We need to jump on social media. We need to jump on the next thing. We want it fucking fast. Everybody wants it so fast. Let me promise you something super real as shit. Anything that comes real fast is a problem. And so the question I wanna know is, why do you want it so fast? That's the real game. Why do you need to become a millionaire by the time you're... If another fucking 24-year-old rolls up on me and says, I'm gonna be a millionaire before I'm 30, I'm gonna punch him in the throat. (laughs) Not because I don't like the ambition and bravado, I fucking actually love it. I live it. I love it. It's I don't want them to put a cap on themselves or a time frame because that leads to anxiety. Because when you come to me at 24 and say I'm gonna be a millionaire at 30, when you're nowhere further along at 26, you start to get anxious. I'm gonna run out of time, like what? Bless you. (laughs) This right now, this day, this actual day, what day is it? February 5th, 2020, right this minute is the single easiest time to build a business in the history of the world. So a couple things. If you've been working on a business for two years and it's not going well, you suck shit. That's real talk. (laughs) Thanks, mom. Really, and and I'm not saying this to Raz, this is self-awareness. If you've been not able to get traction over the last 24, 36 months during this era, you really have to take a step back. It's, it's uncomfortably easy to start successful businesses with the infrastructure of the internet at scale in a mobile world with the cost of attention that we live in today. To me, that's where I'm really focused right now, which is one of the easiest ways to not make money is to go into an industry that you think there's money in, but you have no interest or knowledge of it. And I see people do that every day. People roll up, Gary, I'm gonna be in social media. I'm like, cool, where are you at? They're like, well, first, I don't have it yet, but it's gonna be huge. I'm like, wait, you don't even use it? No, but you're killing it. I'm like, cool. That's like me rolling up on LeBron and be like, yo, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. You're doing it, so I'm gonna fucking pick up a basketball and do it. It makes no sense. Like, 
It makes no sense. So, I don't know, just a lot of swirling, but most of it is the reason you're not posting is you're worried what people are gonna say and you've decided in your own head who's gonna listen to me and why would they? That is where I'm at. I am really focused on that. This whole notion of people saying no for themselves before they've even started on some that's how you were parented or that's the environment you grew up in stuff is very, very real to me and something I'm trying to chip away at. Which is have the humility, have the humility to figure out that let the market decide if you're good or not. And more importantly, don't front. Don't talk about shit you don't know. Watching people try to talk about stuff they don't know is wild. Like it's so, like right, think about the shit you actually know something about and then you get into some conversation or you see somebody post about it and you know they don't know, it's like a weird feeling. You don't like them. <laughs> right? Like you don't like them and, and I'm watching people trying to fake it. Like fake it till you make it with some 1987 shit. It's a lot harder now because while you're faking, it's getting documented and that's bad. <laughs> right? Like, like the app Byte came out from the people that did Vine and people were rushing to say it was gonna be the next big thing because they were guessing with the hope that it would be so they could show the video in three years. But the problem is, what if it's not? Like a lot of people, <laughs> it's really funny, this one guy, I love reading comments, I get so much information and you obviously get your fair share of hate. This one guy's like, okay Gary Vee, like, you keep showing these videos from 10 years ago. First of all, you look like shit, cool. <laughs> Second of all, you know, like, cool that you're showing this, like why don't you show all the videos of the stuff you got wrong? So I was like, replied to him, like, bro, it's all there. Why don't you show me the videos of what I got wrong? I'm not gonna talk about bite the day it comes out and predict it's gonna be the next platform. As a matter of fact, everyone's like, I actually started with it. I actually don't think I see around corners or have intuition. I think it already happened and I'm willing to jump in when it happened and most people are scared to jump into something when it first happened because most people are built on fear. I didn't predict, everyone's like, first of all, I start talking about TikTok, 98% of the reactions are complete cynicism. How much equity do you own in TikTok? Zero, dick. Zero. I'm playing for reputation out here, not fucking a couple of shares to make some money. Zero. And then everyone's like, you're crazy, this is stupid. At the time, they only know their 11-year-old niece is on it. And then like everything that's ever happened to me, a year later, everyone's on it. And then they're like, man, you're so smart. You're a genius. I'm like, I'm not. It already had a fucking billion users on it when I started talking about it. I didn't predict TikTok. It was humongous. It was humongous when I started getting serious about it. Snapchat, when I started talking about it, early too, that was the last thing that some of you might have saw before this. It was humongous. I was waiting, I was waiting for DJ Khaled. TikTok, I was waiting for Charlie. I'm waiting for the cultural moment that I know can take it to the next spot. I was on Twitter for a year. It wasn't until Ashton Kutcher went on CNN and challenged CNN to see who got to a million first that that's when I knew, okay, here we are. There's always a moment. That's what I'm good at. I may be good at understanding the moment when something's gonna go to that next place. 
And, and honestly, I've been able to do that with human beings, not just platforms. So yes, fine, that's a knack. But it's not confusing. My biggest question is, if you're here this evening, which I'm very humbled and grateful for, besides you know, coming because you appreciate me, which means a lot to me, what means a lot more to me is like, what can I talk about tonight that will actually get you to start doing? This is only a game about doing. Everything we talk about, like I've given you the black, like people are like, you never talk about, Gary, you just talk motivational bullshit. Like, you don't, give me some fucking strategy, some details, I'm like, I do. <laughs> I give the, here's the single best piece of advice I could ever give. Watch what I do and do it. I do nothing by accident. There's nothing I'm doing for kicks and giggles. Nothing. Like, zero. I, I want to do texting, it's probably a good idea for you to figure out how to get a text number to do something with. I'm not doing it because it's fun. I'm not doing it because it's clever. I'm not guessing out here so you can make fun of me for doing it in seven years. So, the, the strategy is basic. Contextual, creative, at scale, in places that are underpriced. TikTok and LinkedIn are underpriced. You need no money, zero. You start an account, you make something with your phone, you post it. But Gary, you have a huge team and fucking DRock and all this, but I didn't for seven and a half years and I did it all by myself. You don't talk about that. Like, I just, like, help me figure out which excuse you want to use because I'll give you the answer. But way more importantly, help me what you're scared of. You're scared that somebody anonymous is gonna say you don't look good? so it takes you seven hours of makeup and lighting to get a post up? Because fucking Ricky Pants 7 is gonna say you're ugly? Is that where we're at? Because I'm gonna save you time, that's where we're at. You know? Fuck you, Ricky is right. And especially when Ricky's your mom. When Ricky's your mom, that's when it's really fuck you time. The biggest thing I learned by reading these hundreds of thousands of messages is, and it's continuously why I'm so grateful, is right. Unfortunately, like my father, but fortunately for me, not like me, there's a lot of moms out there that make people feel bad. I get it. I, I've lived it my whole life. I've watched my grandma and my dad's relationship. I know what mine was, which was the opposite. I understand how we're completely different. I'm, I know why I'm fearless. I'm not scared of anybody or anything because I'm in my own head, that's where I live, and that's it. It's also, it's also why when I get admiration or stopped or all this, I don't hear that either. You're so humble, Gary. It's because I know I don't mean anything. You know what's the most amazing feeling? Is when you think you're the best and you know you mean nothing. That's why I'm so happy. I think I'm great, I think I got a lot in me. I think I can leave some real fucking legacy shit. I'm looking for November 14th to be a national holiday when I die, my birthday. That's right, I'm looking for that shit. That's where I'm aiming, I'm like fuck it. If Abraham Lincoln can have it, fuck it, I want it too. But I also know that God forbid, if I'm ghost tomorrow, cool, I'll probably get a solid eight hours on social of some serious love, and then what? We're living through it right now, one of the great, iconic, like, it's already getting quieter. 
Show me how much we're talking about Kobe in 60 days. Life moves on. Life moves on. That's just the world. No matter who you are, that's how it goes, right? When you think about the legacy of all the people we, we admire over the last decade, right? You get to the Oscars and this stuff and they play Remember and you're like, oh shit, right, right? So like, that's the power. Like, what makes me, what makes me roll, my fuel is humility. You see the bravado in the way I communicate, that's fucking Jersey. I can't help that I'm from Jersey. That's Jersey. That's where I get that from. But let that not confuse the words that are coming out of my mouth. This is about humility. Of course it's easy to navigate when you're not worried about other people's opinions. Of course. The biggest reason so many of you struggle with negative feedback is you over are excited when you get positive feedback. That's the unlock, my friends. The unlock is what's made you vulnerable is the addiction to the positive reinforcement. You're so beautiful, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful, you're ugly. That's devastating. You're so great, you're so great, you're so great. You make a bad decision in business, you go back a step, you fucking are a loser, we knew you were bullish. You got it? It's that. It's really fun. I'm telling you guys, help me. Come with me on this fucking journey. Put your two fucking index fingers in your ear, hear nothing from nobody ever, and fucking live in happiness forever. And let there be no confusion. I do not sit up here naive and, and I do not understand that that's not so easy if your whole framework was always to get affirmation. I'm just telling you the unlock. Whether that's therapy, whether that's running, whether that's yoga, whether that's a different diet, whether that's cutting out people in your life that are trying to tear you down and always will because misery loves company is a saying for a fucking reason. And so I don't know what you are or what it is, but I promise you this. The second you surround yourself with optimism instead of negativity, good shit happens. And it's funny to watch cynical negative people when I talk about this. (laughs) Gary, no, 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 I'm just keeping it real. I'm like, real fucking negative, dick. (laughs) You're keeping it real fucking negative. I think the literally the most disgusting trait in a human being is cynicism. It's devastating. If you look at everything with like, what's gonna go wrong, like what are they up to, how are they gonna get, like, it's a devastating way to live. I love when people let me down. I don't know if it, what was it, Bronx Tale? Is that the one where the fucking mobster tells the kid that kid owes him, right, is that it? 20 bucks. Yeah, bro, that's the best fucking scene ever. I live my life that way. I love when people fucking let me down. I'm like, good, next. <laughs> like, like, people are so insecure. Like, oh, that person got me. He didn't get you, she didn't get you. They got themselves. You're in control of never doing anything with them again. I, I give trust, I give trust from the second I meet you. I trust every single person in here on some real shit. And then I watch for you to take it away. Old school, all the old school Russians around me, they're like, you gotta earn trust. I'm like, why? Why don't you give it to them first and go the other way? Everyone's on fucking defense. Everyone's fucking scared, what? You got caught? You got clowned? Based on who? The person that does wrong shit is the clown. 
You're strong. You're strong when you give somebody love and respect up front. You know how fucking strong I am? There's nobody beating me out here on emotional shit. I'm serious. I'm giving you everything I got, everything, what? You got, I, I watch people navigate, it makes me laugh. I saw this kid interact with another kid on Twitter making jokes that he consumes all my content, repackages it, and sells it for $99 eBooks and made a million dollars in two years. And he's like, I'm tricking Gary. I'm like, you're not tricking shit, dick. You're not tricking me. It's not coming out of my pocket. I'm like, you gotta live with that. I'm not worried about that. Copy more. Copy more. I'm in your fucking brain. I'm in your fucking brain. You can take the million dollars. I'll continue to fucking puppet you. That's more interesting. Like, like I don't understand what people are thinking. Like, my friends, kindness is strength. Empathy is strength. There's a long way to go. There's a long way to go. People are still fucking, still fucking admiring paper and the bag. Man, bless you. Man, nobody will ever beat me, ever, that admires the money. It won't happen because that means you're capped. Do me a favor, save money. You like that one? Yeah. Let me give you a real unlock. Super not cool right now. Nobody's talking about it. You want to really win? Save money. Let me tell you why, kids. That $100, when shit hits the fan, is worth 1000 You know what the best part of that little statement was? That 87 people are clapping. Because everyone's like, fuck that, I'm gonna invest it and turn it into a million, I'm gonna buy shit. Cool, cool. Let me tell you something right now. If you're overextended and you're in debt, get out. Because we've had 10 years of really, really good economy. Who's under 35? Raise your hands. Make some noise, under 35. A, A, you're my fucking favorite. I'm so tired of people shitting on the youngsters. I fucking love you, I'm serious. Like, millennials, entitled. Fuck that, you're the best. Now here's the problem. You're the best, seriously. The only problem is you haven't been punched in the face yet. It's true, that's the only problem. Like, you're the best, I'm about you for real, but if you're 35 and under, you, you're 34, let's play it real, you haven't been in the market when the economy's been bad. So you don't know, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. You don't know what it's like to wake up tomorrow and some shit happen that nobody knows about right now that starts the process of the stock market tumbling and then shit hits the fan and no longer can you raise money for your idea. And no longer is it easy to get a brand to pay you $5,000 for a post. Those DMs and emails stop cold. And your plan is fucked. And you have to get a job at like fucking Wells fucking Fargo. (laughs) That sucks.
And that's about to happen to millions of people. Because right now they're a travel vlogger and people pay them to stay at their resort because they have 173,000 Instagram followers and then the shit's gonna hit the fan and nobody's gonna pay them shit. And then what? Save money to give yourself options. Of course investing's good and this and that, but like, save some money. So I've seen that twice heavy in 2001 and 2008. People got blown out. People that were much further along than a lot of people are right now, blown out because they got overextended. So it's just time to be thoughtful. Please be thoughtful. Just be thoughtful. Like, we're so lucky. Fuck, man. We're like, I'm like canceling trips for the fucking coronavirus. We had the fucking black plague. Like 80% of us were fucking gone. Like, most of our great grandparents lost 50% of the people they knew in world wars. Our great grandparents. We've lost complete context of where we're at. If you are here tonight, you are fucking blessed. You are. If you can afford to come tonight, if you can afford, like, I don't know man, gratitude is the unlock. I just really wish people leaned into it. Everyone's so worried about what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. Everyone's like, I don't have a million followers. I don't have, fuck. Nobody has everything. I just don't understand. Please, please hear me tonight. Please hear me, like, figure yourself out and tune out voices. You're not, I love, I'm, I mean, the sentence that gets me going, so Gary, but I'm supposed, you're, you're supposed to what? Like you're supposed to figure out your life by 22? The 54 year olds I know have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> like supposed to what? Let me tell you what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go into a quiet room or a loud room, I'm a loud room guy. Right? I think most, like I sleep with sound machine. Like I need fucking action. That's when I'm most calm. That's just how I'm wired. Find a place to think for a minute and just ask yourself, are you really happy or are you trying to act happy? Like, I don't know. I I got really lucky because the way I grew up, I have such diverse nature of friends, not only how they look, genders and ethnicities and races, but really where they are at life. Like, sometimes I just smile at like my back-to-back texts, right? Like from a business standpoint, like this text, the person owns a multi-billion dollar sports team, the next text, my homie from high school or college making 42,000 a year, and every time I see it, it's crazy to me that 70% of the time, 42K Bethlehem Township, New Jersey kid is just so much happier than trillionaire sports team owner. Like so much happier. Not always, not always. Because a lot of people get resentful that they didn't go for it, you know, and other shit. But until the day I die, I will talk about this shit. Because it is, I'm there now. It's so binary. This is basic. Either you're willing to deploy self-awareness and put yourself in a position that leads to happiness that is not predicated on how much money you make, but it's predicated on can you sustain a lifestyle which can be very below average, let alone average, but you love the process of what you do. If you do not love what you do, whether that's a stay-at-home parent, part-time, if you do not like it, you're in trouble. It's what you spend almost all your time on. If you take sleep, like do some fucking math with me. 
take sleep? People are like, oh, but I only work nine hours a day. I'm like, you sleep eight hours a day. So now you're talking about 17 and you only got seven other hours and, and that two hours of that is like logistic shit. Travel and shower and some dumb shit. I'm not shitting on showering. But I'd be pumped if we could start smelling because I take that eight minutes back and do something with it. Listen, if you do not love what you do, it's a real problem because it is basically your life. Like of course your family and your, like of course. But if you're, if you're feeling Friday afternoon, like if you're fucking fired up about Friday afternoon, your shit is broken. You've gotta fix it. Because it's just too much time. It's too much of your actual entire life. And so many people hate their shit but they like the $213,000 that it gets them so they can buy a car and a home that they don't need to impress people they don't like. There it is, is right. And so I don't know, I think it's time we start talking about it. I'm super thrilled that I'm a good communicator and that I got serendipitously lucky with DNA and circumstance so that this is super clear to me and I, I take a huge sense of responsibility to pontificate about this shit because I'm watching other people pick up on it, change the conversation, everything gets better through communication, whether one-on-one or one-on masses. I just really wish everybody here nothing but happiness and health. It's the same shit that like your great grandfather, your great uncle, your grandma, all that same old school shit that they toast to and we all say it in our own languages and slang, it's that basic. Can you be healthy? Can you be happy? Fucking call it a day. Yeah, sir. And I, and I will argue that we are uncomfortably unhappy right now because we are in rat race city. Podcast, what's good? Do you eat food? That is a very simple question I have for you. Do you eat food? Now, if that food happens to be gourmet stuff, like delicious olive oils or cookies or that kind of random shit, then you need to go to yummytex.com. Yummy, Y-U-M-M-Y, text.com. Gourmet foods at ridiculous discounts, just like wine text, but for olive oils, pastas, hot sauces, mustards, and other exotic candies and such, yummytex.com the best place to buy gourmet food at ridiculously low prices. We're keeping up with the Joneses city. We're in FOMO city. We're in their life looks more fun than mine city. And it's fucked up. And the, and the amplification of social, if you didn't have social, you'd be doing it in your neighborhood. You were sad that your neighbor could pave their driveway and you can't. Like, it's time that we live on our own fucking terms in our own mind. The shit that I can talk to you about with social, it's super simple. TikTok and LinkedIn, you can post, it's organic, it crushes. Instagram's the main place. Instagram story ads are so underpriced. Run ads on Instagram stories against who you're trying to reach, it will work. If you put content in front of them that brings them value, not you. Right? Nobody wants your free fucking trial that gets the credit card so you can then charge them in perpetuity. Stop trying to trick people, dick. (laughs) The fuck's the matter with you? I'm good, thank you. Questions, run up, run up to the mics, let's go. My man. Um, so Gary, I'm uh, from California before I get my question. Uh, 
Nice. Uh, oh, you guys are fucking good looking. Let's go. Looking good, I'll pass it. Go ahead, bro. Before I get into my question, uh, I'm from California. I know it's not going to be as good as the one that your mom made, but I made you a jet jersey that says Gary Vee on back with five and your top 10 pack podcast in 2019. I forgot it. I don't know if there's any way I can get that to you, like mail it to you or something. Of course, bro. Um, so I don't know how I'll, I'll figure that out. But I'll still get that to you. Um, my next question is like, I don't really have a strategy question since I know what you're going to say. Um, but I just started a podcast. I only have one episode, but I was wondering if I could interview you like through FaceTime or something for my podcast in the future. You get to episode 100, I'm in. All right, I'll get to episode 100. Good. Who's that? Yes, sir. Hey, Gary. Yes, I've sir. been following you for a couple years now. Thank you. What's your name? Victor. Victor. My name is Victor. I own multiple, multiple businesses. I just want to say thank you for inspiring me to do that. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Hey, what's up, Gary? My name is Rhino. I started following you about three years ago. I okay, was sir. in a very dark uh, period of my life. I'm sorry. And I watched a video of yours that talked about self-esteem, self-confidence, and uh, developing, you know, self-love. Yes. And I was able to turn my life around through that. But last year, I went through another dark period. I'm sorry. Uh, due to a personal, you know, failed marriage, lost everything. Yep. I'm over 35. I'm 43. What advice would you give a man that's, you know, yeah. 43, divorced, yeah. lost everything, bought a one-way ticket to El Paso two weeks ago to start completely over. Let's go. That feels good. I think it's this simple statement. If you actually understood that you're easily gonna live for another 43 years, if you just realize you're just down at halftime instead of the fourth quarter, shit gets a lot easier. It does. It's true. Guys, 10 years ago, 10 years ago right now, I started a company in the studio, in the, in a, in the boardroom of another company because I had no money to, with VaynerMedia to pay rent 10 years ago. Because I built my dad's business for him. And if you're, how many people here are part of family business? Raise your hand. So you guys know you don't pay yourself anything. All the money goes to the business. I built the business from, everyone's like, easy for you. Like, you know, when people wanna troll, they're like, easy for this guy, fuck this guy. His dad gave him $3 million. No fucking, fucking, fucking face. <laughs> My dad had a business doing $3 million a year, $300,000 in profit before expenses. I walked in there, worked seven days a week for 15 hours a day for 12 years and built it from three to 60 million, owned none of it, never paid myself more than 100,000 a year even though I was impacting it to that level and left and started over at 34 with zero. Oh, 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 and had all the leverage from the learnings and started building up Gary Vee a little bit on Twitter two years earlier. Had a brother that was 11 years younger coming out of school and gave him 50% of VaynerMedia even though what ended up happening I knew was gonna happen which is I'm the bigger impact. Because I love my family first. Right? So I don't need to hear your fucking bullshit excuse. And more importantly. You want me to build a school in Africa? Good news, I built six. Do your fucking homework, dick. Yes, ma'am. It's called pencilsofpromise.org, Ghana. Go watch the vlog. Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> is right. You're awesome. Um, 
My name's Kimberly. Kim. And I had to take notes because I've seen you speak several times, and every time I meet you and talk to you in person, you give me the shakes. So please Thank forgive you. me. Thank I'm you. I'm from El Paso, Texas. Let's go. And I left when I was 18 years old, and now I come back every month for uh, family reasons. But I discovered you in 2015 when I had a client ask me to go check you out on Snapchat, and I was trying to get my niece and nephew to talk to me. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, I taught myself how to podcast because I saw you at VoiceCon um, and got to shake your hand there and you signed the book for one of my nephews. I didn't jump into doing a charity because when I saw you in Dallas and you gave a Zane a um, internship job right in front of me, I didn't start the charity, but I just moved forward in a not-for-profit um, podcast about caregiving. So my question to you is, because you have the Sasha group, and if people really know Gary, they know what the Sasha group is, um, do you do anything for not for profit, non for profits in the realm for those organizations? Because they're not, I'm not necessarily a startup. I've, I've already bought and sold, I've already created and sold the business before it was cool to do that. Yep. I'm not really interested in a for profit business. So I want to stick to the. So is the question: Are you trying to build up the nonprofit? No, I, I don't really think I want to do nonprofit. I want to do a documentary. Okay. At least to the struggles of caregiving. I just saw your Chip, um, the gentleman from Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Chip Conley. Yes, I just saw his. So that is uh, what you call it, social enterprise. Yep. But I don't have a desire to ever run anything again. So you want to make a documentary? Yes. So. So. I know that I'm a one-person team, and my podcast, I've, I'm way over 100 episodes, I'm not yep. gonna ask you to interview you. However, but, we're, but if we're reverse engineering, you wanna create a podcast. Excuse me, a documentary. Yes, I wanna, okay. I, I know how to create the documentary because that's the industry I came from, but. I feel you're one of the main reasons why I decided to, a few years ago, drop out of college and not listen to my parents to get a job, and. I decided to pursue my passion in jiu-jitsu and now I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu and I have my own jiu-jitsu school here. That's awesome. I work in, uh, I'm 20 members to like, I have over 160 members now. So I've gotten to the point to where for years I didn't um, want to get a salesperson just because I feel like no one can sell jiu-jitsu like I can. Makes sense. And um, now it's getting to a point where I can't be attending the people, the walk-ins and all the answering all the calls and at the same time giving the best product that I can in jiu-jitsu. So the question? So the question is, do I hire just someone that is a sales representative that's great at sales or should I, that that doesn't do jiu-jitsu or should I train someone that does jiu-jitsu to learn how to sell jiu-jitsu? Either could work. The answer, the amount of time you'll spend debating this versus picking one and then firing them if it's not good is what I think about all the time. People, people pick thinking and debating over action. You, you've been thinking about this for a minute. If you would've, you would already be on the second version. Like all I ever do is act. And when it's wrong, you react to the wrong. But in, everybody just likes to overthink shit. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. So pick one and then hopefully it works out and if it doesn't, fire that fucker.
Nicely, nicely. Deep compassion. Yes, sir. Paul. Thank you, brother. Uh, so my wife is a stay-at-home mom. I love her to death, and she's been contemplating starting a business. Just awesome. Small business out of the house. Um, with the influence of social media yes. on businesses, yes. is there really any need to even start a storefront if it goes big? If the storefront cost is super low, I people are gonna shop at stores. You just need to make sure you're not paying too much rent for what you get in return. Everything can work. If, 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 you know, I love making fun of print or radio or television ads. If they give me a better price, I'd buy them tomorrow. Life is about ROI. People are like, Gary, influencers gotten expensive. The ones that got 40 million followers now, but not the one that has 3,000 that is like perfect for you. So I, I would do a storefront if I got the right deal. But you don't need to aspire to do a storefront. You can do 500 million in revenue from a warehouse. So it just depends on what you want. Your mom may wanna, after being a stay-at-home mom her whole life, get out of the fucking house and be at the storefront and that might not be as profitable but she just might enjoy it back to fucking happiness, the whole talk I gave. I do so much shit in business that people question my CFO, outside friends that are smart. The answer is, because I wanted to. I'm not trying to maximize profit. I'm trying to maximize happiness. Right? Like, people don't think about that. They're like, Gary, but you could have made a lot more money. I'm like, not as happily. And then uh, my second question is to toss up, but it's worth a shot. Is there any chance I get a picture? Yeah, 100%. Get up here. <laughs> Sir. Hello there. Hello. My name's Steven. How are you? Steven, I'm well. Perfect. So I was coming up here to talk to you, and then I was thinking about all these clever things to say, like, I wish you were and see how it works to stare in your eyes and all these great things. Brain um, and I'm standing here, and Gary Vee says, just go with your heart. So yep. I'm just going to tell you right now that you're my spirit animal. Thank you. I've been trapped in the corporate world trying to dig up to one of those regional jobs, which I've achieved, and then I got lost. Of course. And so I'm here. And by the way, I apologize. This is such a big deal. It's what I talked about, about being a millionaire. They're like, when. When you're achieving something that is so in front of you, it becomes such an empty feeling when you get there. There's, I've made so many secret videos that I'm gonna air when I buy the Jets, and every time I do it, it always starts the same way. This is the worst day of my life. And I mean it. I think when you aspire for something, when you get there, it's empty. It is, because you still have more to do. And it's been your entire framework, nonetheless. Well, you, that's exactly where I'm at. And I got the job about six months ago, and I've been trying to get out of it the whole time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here. And I can tell you it's not about the money. It's not about anything other than the people that I get to support. But maybe not in this degree. So I'm open to any suggestion. If you need a retail guy like me who has people, passion, happiness, kindness, love, hope, and anything, I'm willing to take any suggestions and go anywhere you want me to go with you. So, so what do you do? People development, everything, I mean. Like HR? HR, corporate background, salespeople, sales teams, anything and everything that deals with corporate America sales. So look, I, I think, is that what you want to do? I just want to do what you do. But Which I, is, what do you think I do? Motivate people through happiness and basically teach you don't them need, how to You don't need me for that. Go post something right now.
You know what I mean? No, I get you. I just. I listen. I appreciate. I'm, I'm not against it. Like we hire all fucking day long. I'm definitely not against it. What I'm always trying to dig into is what does one want? And when you say you want to do what I do, that's cool, I get it, because fuck, it's intoxicating to have admiration. That's why you like what you do, I can see it. But you don't need to work for me to inspire people. You can make a TikTok right now. You know what I mean? By the way, you're, you're in the eye of the hurricane right now of something a lot of people are living. Just go right or make videos or audio about the truth of what you're going through. The, like if the first article is the devastating outcome of achieving what you wanted to, that will help a lot of people. I'm with you. May I shake your hand? A hundred percent. Happy to do it. Please. Hi. Hi, my name is Miguel. Um, sorry, I'm a little shaking right now. No worries, Miguel. Um, I've been uh, following you for four years. Thank watched all your content. I really admire you because you made me open my eyes and look towards my ambitions and my goals. It made me realize the deeper person of myself and who I am and I spread kindness and empathy as much as I can. It's good. Followed by an example of leadership and I'm trying to strive forward to try to be an entrepreneur in the future. Trying to get forward into the business aspect. Do you think you are one? I don't know. Good. That's a really honest answer. I'm just hoping. What 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 stops you from being one right now? Well, mostly to the fact that I have self-doubt in myself. That's probably the single most vulnerable trait to have to be an entrepreneur, right? Which is okay. Like the question is why and of what and like who? Like when you what kind of business would you start right now if we went? Like, Safety. I want to save lives. I want to help people. I don't want. So package that for me because that's fucking up here. What business would you start? Yeah, so I think, look, I think, I, I think in the same way that you said I helped you open your eyes, a purebred entrepreneur doesn't have that hesitation. I'm worried that you're putting entrepreneurship on a pedestal. But brother, if I hang out with LeBron and D. Wade, I'm not gonna be a fucking basketball superstar. No, really, guys, I'm telling you right now, this is where entrepreneurship's fucked up. Unlike the other two cool things in our culture right now, rap and sports, nobody's like, okay, if I just hang out with the baby and Meg Stallion, maybe I'll be a rapper. Like, if I just hang out with Giannis, right? And Steph, maybe I'll be great at basketball. But that's what people think about business. As if it's the coronavirus. <laughs> Just because you're gonna hang out with them, like magically it's gonna rub on you and you're gonna be an entrepreneur. People think that, you think that. That's okay. You will learn certain things. Bro, entrepreneurship is a stomach game. If you don't have the stomach for this game, you have no shot. Let me tell you something I could never be. I hear that I have to go to the hospital. This is real. Somebody says, Gary, somebody got hurt, friend, or, or somebody's having a baby, like good stuff. We have to go to the hospital. I hear that. You tell me, Gary, we have to go to the hospital on some happy shit. Carol had a baby. The second you deliver that line, 
I start to get lightheaded. I walk into a hospital and I'm 80% close to fainting. I don't have the stomach to be a nurse or a doctor. You have to have the stomach to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Happy to do it. Yes. I, I want to get to you. I can't fucking help that you're standing in that fucking line. The fuck do you want me to do? Hey, Gary, I have a... I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I have a question for my... Get a pen, get a pen, I'll sign it for you. <laughs> When's episode two? When's I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. You can have- this fucking guy. <laughs> Step one, have the tools in hand. <laughs> episode two with Lil V. So Lil V's episode went super well. Um, and I'm stretched thin and you can't do everything. So for me, it was really a pilot, truly a pilot. There was no episodes behind it, clearly. That's why none have come out. And I've been in pretty serious negotiations with the biggest animation partners and the biggest distributions to get broader distribution. So it could take six months, but it's, it's gonna happen. It did help out with the sign business. It makes me happy. My own personal business question is, several years ago you had a conversation with Damon John about self-driving trucks. I'm in the trucking industry. Yes. We already have a very mature company and whatnot. I'm already looking into the future regarding self-driving trucks, but now my concern is actually taking care of my current employees about moving them forward into when they do get displaced. And, uh, when, do you think, when do you think self-driving trucks are at scale? When do you think? 10, 15 years. Bro, whether it's 30 or 10 or 15, the fact that we're fucking sitting here talking about your employees 13 fucking years from now is ludicrous. But let's, let's talk about it in a good way. Like, that's very sweet of you, but they're big boys and girls. If we both know that it's coming in 13 to 30 to 50 years, they need to also think about what they're gonna do. This whole self-driving thing phenomenon is laughable. We used to have no machines help us farm and the whole country farmed. And then machines were made and everyone's like, this is gonna destroy everyone. And then people did other shit. If somebody sits who's driving a truck and thinks it's gonna happen in 15 years and either A, is in a place where they don't think they'll be retired in 15 years. It's up to them to do something about it. And if you're such a noble man, which is amazing, if you're worried about it, don't worry about it, do something about it. Teach them other fucking craft. Okay. One last question, can I get a selfie with you? You can, sure. I know we have to go because I have to catch this fight, but let me sneak a couple more in. Go ahead, sir. Hey James. I'm from Northeastern Oklahoma. I drove 850 miles last night. Thank you. James. D-Rock, like I have to get home, like I'm landing at 4 a.m. to begin with and I have to be in the office at nine and D-Rock's yelling at me and they're like, the fact, I, do you know how fucking happy I am that I went a couple more questions? Because if you drove 850 fucking miles and I would have just wrapped up right before it was your turn, that would have been some fucked up karma. <laughs> Always go with your intuition. 
Always. Go ahead, bro. I'm trying to figure out what to ask you. Okay. <laughs> My second, second business I started, I'm, I'm profitable, it's doing well, and I couldn't come up with a question because... You know the answers. You got all the answers. So, so, so to, you know, it's funny. Over the last three, four years, because I put out so much, this has happened a lot more. Let's play a little bit differently. Of the things that you know that I believe in or you subconsciously or consciously believe in, which of the things are the hardest in the thing that we're talking about? Um, content creation, until you release that uh, 64, the guide. Yes. Uh, I don't even count anymore. I'm just... And so after I put out that deck and kind of broke it down and gave you the framework, what started happening when you started posting a lot more? I stopped thinking about what I thought about this. Good. I just started making. Yes. I made a hundred on the way here. Yes. Pictures of and are, and are you in the content? Right, because your fucking beard is epic as shit. Uh, my question is, can I get a selfie with you, Gary? You can. Come on. Woo! Yes, ma'am. Hi. This is Michelle. Hey, Michelle. I've had a business here for six years. I have a bar, and I'm sure a lot of people have been to that one. Thank you very much. It's a Black Orchid Lounge. And I have to thank you, because if it weren't for you, and when video that we're watching, me and my husband in there at two in the morning post up, you changed my perspective. Because uh-huh. that girl, because we didn't know what to do anymore. We are like, what's next? Six years, now what? I'm 38 years old, I've had a podcast for three years and I realized that thanks to that podcast, I have traveled, I have met so many people. You're gonna be on it. Can't wait. Over, um, I'm about to be 100 episodes as well, so I'm fucking nervous. Yeah. <laughs> But I just want to say thank you, and uh, I don't know what else to say. It's awesome, Dude, thank you. I love you for it. I love you thank back. You. Keep going. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, there's a lot of things that I like to try, and, uh, but I'll keep it. Uh, there's a lot of things I'd like to say, but I'll try to keep it brief. In 2016, I joined the Air Force, and on October 17th, I was separate because I wasn't suited to be an airman, according to my commander. Okay. I fell into a deep depression that my mother, my stepdad, and friends tried pulling me out of. The next month, November 2017, my friend showed me Hot One to show hot questions and even hotter wings. And found your video and something clicked. Your content spoke to me. I started talking about you and your content to my mom and friends. They thought I talked about you like the second coming of Christ. <laughs> uh, but with, with your help, that same month, I invested myself out and got a job. February, I. I tweeted that I would love your book for my birthday. You not only tweeted that you would send me one, but sign it. Since that moment, my life changed. I was I was awestruck. I shared your content with countless people. I found the passion that I had left behind when I signed up for course. You motivated me. You motivated me to get my uh, my certifications in computers and computer computer maintenance. Sorry. Sorry. And on my way to get my security certification. I'm looking for a job in IT to get my hands dirty. But knowing all this, I have only one question for you. How do you feel knowing that you changed not only my life, but so many more? There's, it's the only thing I play for. It's the only thing I play for. When you hear that 
it's just so interesting to me, right? Like back to, and this, this can tie, you know, I'm always trying to tie it in to bring value. When you only do things when you're thinking what's in it for them, not what's in it for me, you then think it's a good idea to see a random tweet and decide to send that person the book and sign it for them. And what you don't know, because you're always kind of like too numb for it, it's the, the humility and like, like the thought of like what that meant to you, like it's, it's honestly overwhelming. It feels tremendous and I really appreciate it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Bro. What's up, Gary? My name is Will. Oh, they're not letting you in? All right, just barge in. Get fucking gangster. What's up, Gary? My name is Will, and first off, I just want oh, to thank you for being here. Um, and all the value that you share. Um, my question. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. My question uh, refers to Dipsy Hustle. Okay. Um, I noticed you guys had a great friendship. Yes. And uh, I was curious, um, what was one of the main uh, takeaways or what you admired most about the great Dipsy Hustle? I think he really genuinely cared about people. Like for real. That he wanted to use his God-given ability to communicate to give people perspective. And so as you can imagine, based on how I roll, it was super easy for me to connect with him. Though we use different formats of communication, um, I really understood him from the get. I knew what he was trying to do. He was blessed with perspective. My friends, it's all perspective. Like, there's nothing else. Today an employee told me, but Gary, I'm always really good. It's just once in a while, that's why I'm bad. It's, it gets, you know, because just once in a while, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're good when it's easy. And when there's stress, you're bad. I'm like, you can't be the leader of this company with that. You can't be a leader. And that's perspective. People see the world, like for me, when shit's the hardest is when I'm most excited. That's just how I see it. That's why I talked for the last three years about recession, recession, recess. I want carnage. I do, I wanna wake up tomorrow and the stock market goes down 80% and fucking foreclosures and everyone's fucking fucked. Not because I want bad for you, but in my own selfish world, I know what to do at that time. I like it. I like being a wartime general, not a peacetime general. Most people are like, I'm good. No, no, you're good when it's easy. But sometimes it just get, like, and it's perspective. And he had perspective. And that's why he impacted so many people. And what was interesting about Nip, and you probably know this, is it's really sad that it was his passing that brought him wide awareness. If you were in the culture, you knew who he was. But I know that day when that terrible thing happened, 90% of people on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook were like, who is this guy that all these really famous people are talking about as if, you know, he was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, you know? He was a special dude, and it's really interesting. This, weekend's, this weekend is NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago, and I'm going, and literally yesterday I got a little bit like sad because that was the last time I spent a lot of time with Nip at NBA All-Star last year. We had dinner for like, it was supposed to be an hour, we were there for three and a half hours because when you find a spirit that just can see it the same way, you don't wanna let it go. He really understood life and it's really, really tragic that he didn't get to play out his mission. But that's the beauty of leaving a legacy. The marathon can continue through the people that you impacted. 
And, and I think about that a lot. You know, I, it's now, I'm, I'm comfortable saying like, okay, I put some fucking video down at this point. And so, uh, you know, I won't be able to see this through. There, the only way to see this through is for every single person to be happy. That's hard when 99% aren't. You know, so there's a lot of work to be done, but you put the ink on paper, you put the voice on, you know, you put it down, you do the best you can, you come and communicate, right? And you push, right? We're in the meta moment right now, I'm real late. I still have a fucking meet and greet, right? But like, I'm looking at faces, that whole section's like fuck, and I'm like, how the fuck, and like, should I just stay until I fucking fly right into work? Like, but then you're like, but you gotta stay healthy and I've, I've got a lot of stuff with the kids this weekend. It's just all going through and it's like, how do you make those choices, right? He was a really good dude, bro. I'm really glad you liked him. Thank you, I appreciate that, Gary. Um, is it cool if I shake your head? 100%. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. Um, fuck it is. Gary, I've been following you for about six years. Uh, I went home I actually graduated from this university, and um, uh, I barely even finished. I was a C student. Um, I, I went homeless, and I didn't have any social media because all that shit happened. And then I went back home where my parents had kicked me out, and I found this right there in my mail. And this is how I discovered you. Uh, I wanted to be a marketer. Now I'm a national marketing manager. I run 387 stores for cricket. I'm still working uh, hustling. I, I bought my home. Uh, I, I, I'm, tro- I'm still short on the cash, so I got a second job now. Uh, I'm, Good for I'm you. For anybody that needs to. By the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Don't worry, bro. It's all good. We're all. Good. I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a point right now that's gonna really, really resonate. So you know how I had to change the name of my podcast to me interrupting people because I interrupt people so much. Yeah. But then I always try to counter it because I get mad that you're mad at me for interrupting, and I talk about. But I'm listening. I'm trying to do better at communicating my process because I keep it secret, I realize. I try to talk, but like, I, it's not even secret. It just hasn't become conscious yet. And so in this moment, something just became conscious and I wanna share it with you. Dude, a lot of people have been up here and said a lot of things and a lot of different claps happened. My man right here, just going through his story, right? It was super interesting. He's going through the story and he just said, I got a second job and not a clap in the place. And I think about that shit. Because literally, out of almost everything I've heard from every person tonight, the number one thing that made my chemicals go into wanting to cheer was when he said, I got a second job. Having the humility to do that is so powerful. We, we cheer the wrong things. Yay, you got a cool new hoodie. And we don't cheer the real shit like I got a second job. And that's how I listen, when it doesn't seem obvious. I listen to the fact that none of you clapped for it. And that makes me say, this doesn't have enough awareness to how powerful it is. Which then gets me into, until we clap for humility, we will not understand the foundational piece to success. I have too much swag and bravado and competitiveness to make it obvious to you that humility is my superpower, but somebody's gonna come along that might not be as cursing and as rugged and as alpha and as male and as Jersey 
and they're going to, and I'm gonna be super happy when she or he comes along, because I promise you, if you leave with anything tonight, humility is the foundation of happiness. question is, um, so I bought some equipment because I do want to start an advertising agency. Uh, my, my, um, You're trying to come after VaynerMedia? Because I'll squash your fucking face, bro. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I bought some equipment. Now, after work, I'm trying to I create some content for the actual tech talks I work with. Um, but my question is, um, I'm in the scared part where now I own a home. Yep. But my app doesn't want to go back to living in my car. So how do you get over that and um... Usually first by not buying the home prematurely. Uh-huh. I do not say that. It makes so much sense. You had the great misfortune of being homeless, you couldn't wait to buy a home. That was the chip. That's the part that I think about. The answer to your question is not buying the home. Here's the good news, too late, you bought the home. Good news, you had the humility to get a second job. No. So, to answer your question, it, you're not because you prematurely bought the home. I'm a realtor. Yep. Unless you sign it. Can you and you actually sign these for me, please, and take a selfie? Yeah, happy to do it. I'll take the gift. Gary, you asked a question. I'm about to get kicked out. About what, bro? I'm about to ask a question. Go ahead. There's nothing I can do for you. I'm up here saying do push-ups and run and work on flexibility and eat apples and you wanna watch Netflix and eat Doritos. So I don't know, like my game plan is to be the most consistent fucker. Some people are thin little trees, they were super close when they found me or it wasn't that deep and after you know seven to 12 acts you know, they fall and they go. Some people are big fucking 100 year fucking oak and it's so fucking deep because of the serendipity of their DNA and upbringing that it's gonna take more. I don't, my advice is keep listening to practical optimism. See, what, what I think makes me a little bit unique if I was to analyze myself is I'm practical optimism. I'm not delusion. I'm not sitting up here saying you can do anything you want. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's hard, but it's doable, especially if you focus on these things. Um, you're just gonna have to fucking push. You know, you have to push. You have to figure out, the biggest thing, bro, is it all comes down to what are you scared of? Whose judgment? Where, where people get fucked is the person that usually raises them to be insecure is also the person that they're most worried about for a judgment. But my whole thing on fuck mom and dad is not because I want to create bad relationships, I'm trying to create good relationships. The quickest, like, the amount of resentment so many people have for their parents is extreme. It's deep. And my big thing is like, don't be mad at your parents, they probably got raised that way as well. So now you're fucking mad at your grandparents. And then I'm like, hold up, good news. They got raised by your great grandparents. And you're on some fucking 23 and me, fuck those fuckers from 1634 shit. Right? My big thing is like, the biggest thing that I think helps people sometimes is the so what. 
Like, people hit me up, they're like, Gary, you got lucky, you had a good mom, and you were, I had a bad dad, and they gave me a lot of money, so I'm soft. And I'm like, so what? Like, to me, the big thing is dwelling is ROI negative. Let me promise you one thing about complaining and dwelling before I bounce. Here, let me tell you about complaining and dwelling. The only people that are listening to you are other people that are losing. The only audience you have for your complaining and dwelling is other people that are losing or the parents that created a framework to allow you to dwell. Amen. That's it. And all those people that have slipped out of your lives, they were tired of you fucking crying and doing nothing about it. That doesn't mean we, that you don't have compassion. That doesn't mean that there's not sympathy and empathy. It just means so what? Amen. Amen is right. No matter what you tell me, I can tell you about six billion people in the world that have it worse than you. We're in fucking America. If you're a white dude in America, shut the fuck up. You're in, you're in the fucking A spot. If you're complaining, fuck me. Your parents did a ditty on you. My friends, it's good out here. It's real good out here. A lot of people are trying to tell you it's bad. The world is really good at selling fear. It runs our culture right now. People love selling fear because you're scared. You like buying fear. Fear is actually safe. You don't have to put yourself out there. It's fun to demonize everybody. People mishear me. People are like, yeah, Gary's right. My mom sucks. I'm like, ah. I'm saying that's why you are like this. Doesn't mean you can't get out. A lot of people have sucky moms that won. Why can't you? Right, so stop crying. You're in fucking control. Raise your hand if you have a smartphone. You got fucking power. Live your life. I love you guys. As we end today's podcast, I wanna give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's reviews, Derek Estep's review in Drive, written in by Preacha D and Tommy Bradshaw say, Gary's words give me strength. His actions teach me how to strive through the dirt. This podcast helps me shift my perspective when it gets out of balance. This podcast has impact on my real life. I appreciate you, Gary. And secondly, I'm a 16-year-old kid trying to start my own brand. I love listening to Gary Vee because he has gone through it and mastered a lot of it. He's so insightful on things that I may not understand. Thank you for going through the struggle to help all of us succeed, and thank you for all of your encouragement. Thank you both so much for writing in, and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.